0: We're doing a poetry show about farting dogs. I didn't know I'd be here. I'm
1: excited. I'm excited. You know, I think this is going to get everyone's attention. I think that having a show about farting in general is going to get a lot of a lot of uh, listeners. You know, who would have thought the maiden voyage would be about the F word, four-letter F word, and here we are. Yeah. So absolutely, I'm excited.
0: Let's go. Hey everybody, yeah. welcome to Wacky Poem Life. Wacky I'm poem
1: Sean. And I'm Bill. I'm Sean and Bill. Oh, by the way, Sean, I have thought of a few other names for this show. Um, okay, I know wacky, them. wacky Poem Life is really cool. Uh, well, sort of. But I was going through some names and I was brainstorming and I wrote them like down. Like you the, do. The three final, I, I do brainstorm. And uh-huh. the three finalists that I came up with were Bill and Sean's Excellent Poetry Adventure. <laughs> Sounds kind of familiar. But I'm not sure if I've heard that I before. Think
0: I, I think I have heard that somewhere. Um, the other one that is
1: really super cool is uh, words because rhymes aren't formed in a poetry dish.
0: Oh my gosh! Poetry dish. Oh my gosh, Bill. And we do have a drum.
1: The drum. Bill, how long snappy. did
0: how long did you work on that? Uh, five minutes. Oh, at okay. Least.
1: The All last right. one is super super catchy. It's called poetry schmoetry. You know, like ah. Okay, we well, we we you know we'll go with wacky. We'll go with wacky poem live.
0: We'll do it. Well, I defer. Thank, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for your efforts, and you. I All will right. keep those in mind, right. and a listening audience, they can they can give <laughs> us some input on that, too, if they they would like us to, to change. I would like that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Sean Perkins. I'm the director, the founder of the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry here in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, and we're actually recording in the craft room at the museum. And my co-host, my partner here...
1: I'm Bill Guthrie, and I am just basically... Uh, friend of Sean, and I am the amateur poet, layperson, who is going to be asking questions that everyone out there in podcast land is going to be wanting to know, because I know very little, but I'm willing to learn, and I do love poetry, and I'm a big fan of the museum here in Locust Grove, and of the Perkins family, and of the podcast, and of, of her, uh, her daily poem life post. So, here we go, folks. We're on the ride.
0: And you know a lot more than you say that you knew. And that's and why to find that that's out. That's
1: why I keep you around Sean, because you're so good for my ego and I, I need that.
0: Well you know, I do need that. You know, that's that's my job. That's <laughs> I went to college to be an ego booster. <laughs> found these things out that I could do. So why why are we here? What are we doing? Well, we're kind of um, doing this podcast to further the mission of the museum. The mission of the museum is to bring poetry and people together, to encourage wordplay and literacy, and to provide a space where everyone can have an experience of poetry. And um, I was just reading that from our brochure, but... That's that's our deal,
1: right? And it's for those of you who don't know, this is a fantastic little museum in Locust Grove, and um, it's so unique, and it's a place where you can come and, and interact with uh, Sean, and actually. Uh, even write things on the wall and, and leave notes and ex- experiences about your um, uh, life experiences and poetry experiences, mm-hmm. and it really is a hidden little gem. And uh, leave
0: things on the wall.
1: I I have left things on the wall that are are fairly appropriate, but <laughs> they've been taken down. I notice after I've left.
0: But um, you can leave them on the floor. On you the can floor. write on the ceiling.
1: You know you can be and there are, yeah little rooms to be scared in mm-hmm. and to experience things and
0: you can put things on the bathroom mirror.
1: Bathroom mirror. I, I see Elvis. Was in there and has left, apparently, according to what I
0: saw. Yes, the sticky right? note's still there, <laughs> though.
1: Notes. He left a sticky note. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and
0: we're it. saying all that because, yes, the museum's interactive. And so, what we're wanting to do with this show is to show you a little bit of that interaction and to pick out things that people have written and left for others to see because there's all kinds of little activities in the museum for people to do. And um, so we're going to select something that someone wrote for each show and then just take off from there.
1: I like that. I like the idea of including the the, the uh, listeners. Um, I think they're going to be, that's going to involve them and they're going to enjoy that. So I'm really looking forward to one of us reading these.
0: Mm-hmm. And some people write some really wonderful poetry. Some people just write little lines, words. They draw pictures. And the poem that we selected for today is on a yellow post-it note and it looks like it was written with red marker you think
1: i think so yeah very spontaneous yes
0: Yes. um a child and i'm assuming a boy although i might be wrong more than likely more than likely yes (laughs) it's two lines it goes like this my dog Shirley is a mess when she farts it smells grotesque
1: yeah and I, i wanted to for our listeners i wanted to this is an f-word a four-letter f-word i want i understand that and it is you know uh, risky to start the uh, maiden voyage with that with the word fart but you know i personally thought that this is something i've experienced with my dogs yes i had a little rat terrier who um pearly who when she slept i mean it was there were bombs constantly you know <laughs> and i was thinking you know she's a master farter and then i thought to myself that could be a a poem on itself, yes. or it could be a credit card. You know, when you go, I would like to use my Mastercard, or something like this. And and uh, I thought that would then it, my mind went down different directions. How so. long did
0: it take you to think of that one, Bill?
1: It uh, <laughs> two minutes, maybe so on, on the way. You know, right. on the, I have a long drive home from Tulsa mm-hmm. uh, to Locust Grove, uh-huh. so I think of all these fairly deep things, and I wish I could write them down, but I'm driving. It's difficult. Of course, right? Of course. So I thought, yeah, you know, we all have we all have really. Uh, good experiences probably with dogs when they do pass gas. And the one book that the one dog wrote, The Art of the Silent Fart, was a bestseller a few years ago. A dog wrote that? I think a dog wrote that. Wow. I so. That's yep. not
0: in my library. Not, we'll have to get I that need in. to add that, is it poetry?
1: Uh, I, I think it's more of an autobiography on, you know, what not to eat or be fed. <laughs> but anyway, I anyway, anyway I digress. Forgive me folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this poem reminds me of an Ogden Nash poem, um, because he, he wrote such similar things. The truth I do not stretch or shove when I state that the dog is full of love. I've also found, by actual test, a wet dog is the lovingest.
1: A wet dog is the lovingest. They're the yes. smelliest, for sure. but They're, yes. the, they're the runningest. When you bathe your dog, you know how when they seem to get in these fits of that I must run now to dry mm-hmm. myself at, mm-hmm. before I'm attacked by a, a fellow creature or something, right? <laughs> so Interesting.
0: what? What do you think about this poem that we have? My dog Shirley is a mess when she farts; it smells grotesque. What's What's the poetic qualities and nuances and why? Did, why did you think I just grabbed this one?
1: I think it really just speaks to the fact that it is so uh, such an experiential poem. I think it just uh, something we have all experienced, and I think that the rhyming is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm in class now, folks, and and Sean is grading me, so I'm trying to get the right
0: answer. Um, What's uh, wonderful about this is it is rhyming, yes, and it's an off rhyme, so it's not even a perfect rhyme, because mess and grotesque is, you know, no, I have never heard. I have never
1: heard off rhyme. Yeah, so I have li- off-rhymed many times uh, yes, myself. Yes, yes, and okay. you weren't
0: weren't even talking about poetry, you know, huh? You know, off-rhymed you know, uh, off somewhere, right? An off somehow, rant. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's seven. also each line is seven syllables long. I mean, this is this is a well-crafted.
1: Mm-hmm. But do you think that this person knew it was well-crafted, or did they just like, okay, I've had this experience last night, and I'm going to write it on the wall as I'm going to try to shock them, and it's actually secretly brilliant.
0: I think that he knew that it sounded right. Okay. This is the way to say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's admirable. Mm -hmm. I really do.
0: And it's memorable.
1: It's very memorable. And you can memorize it. In in many ways, it's memorable, Mm -hmm. correct?
0: Because poetry, you know, you were talking to me earlier about... Poetry being a thing that it's our oldest literary art, and um, people memorized poetry because they had to.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. It helped them memorize the you know how to get to a hunting ground or you know how to what potions or. Mm-hmm. I
0: things. mean, they had to memorize it not because their English teacher told them to. Because, right, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. The nuts are in the left field over here, <laughs> past the oak trees, past the bison, past the mammoths we had to find a way to memorize that.
0: Correct? Right, right. And you had to use some rhyme, probably, right. mm-hmm. so that people would remember it. As you're sitting around the fire, um, telling this poem, singing this song, right? this narrative. right? Um, it's a very, very necessary art, very oh. functional. I mean, it really was in the olden days, and I think it still is today. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. otherwise, why would I start a poetry museum? Right,
1: right. And, you know, speaking of rhymes in ancient cultures, you know, drum circles. And when uh, indigenous peoples get in a drum circle and they, they have the cadence of banging the drums, and then they do this chant up and down and around. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a rhyming in that. Yeah. You know, because in many ways it's a circle of drums, mm-hmm. raising of voices. There's a cadence There's in a there, cadence to that. That word I think you like. Absolutely. I think we can, yeah, I think we can circle back to all kinds of, of that sort of thing.
0: Um, there is um, something that I do at the poetry museum well not so much here it's usually something I take on the road it's called poems in a minute in which uh, I go around with my manual typewriter and uh, take three words from someone and I write a poem for them on the spur of the moment. So I thought I'd try that maybe in some of our episodes, too. Oh, so I'm going to do I, that now. I would love that. If you would give me three words, I'm going to come up with a poem that can be or not doesn't have to be on our theme today.
1: If I, I, I'll give you three words. Okay. Um, rust. Rust. Water. Water. And
0: cool. Cool. I just wrote those down. I think I could hear, that. Oh, <laughs> hear myself uh, writing that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> we went out onto the path along the road where the creek went downhill beside the sycamore trees and under the cool spring day that was turning into summer, we felt the sun beating down on us and transforming us, changing us into rust, changing us into the form that would carry us into the next season.
1: I just find that amazing. See, I just gave you three words out of the top of my head, you know, and they, I just pulled them out of, out of air. Basically. I thought you were going to
0: tell me fart too. And well, you I thought didn't. about fart. and I
1: thought, no, you surely needs a break over here. So, um, but, you know, I've always, I found that amazing. And I'm wondering when you do this and you have, uh, you bring a typewriter, you like the little blue manual typewriter, correct? It's, yes. It's, yes. Love the sound of now, it. Now, is that, is there something magical about that? Is it the clicking of the keys that uh, creates the, uh, you know, sort of the thought process in your mind? Or why do you take that particular device? It's a very
0: tactile thing. You know, people who didn't grow up uh, typing on a manual typewriter, they don't realize how hard it is to actually um the keys I'm and the, make I, the letters appear.
1: Well, I took typing class in, in, uh-huh. in high school. If you want to take, if you want to call it taking it, <laughs> I basically coasted through it. You know, our, our instructor was the driver's ed guy who didn't want to be there. But anyway, there I, I do know that it was it was quite. You know, we had to do some pretty heavy pressing. And I had an Underwood typewriter uh, growing up, and it was it had ribbon that was red. And I, I kept it on the red and black both. And, th- and I, I read a lot of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, and I thought uh, *Thuvia Made of Mars*. So I, I was going to write a book, Cheyenne Princess of Venus, and I got to like the, the first or second page, and I thought, this is hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a rest. So I, I, two pages, and I still have some to go. So, I would love. I would
0: love to hear a story about Cheyenne Princess of Cheyenne Venus.
1: Princes, you know, it was very deep. I, I feel like I
0: need to write that down too, because I probably should just write a poem about that. I would love for you to pick
1: up pick up on that because she needs to <laughs> she needs some finishing. She'll have yeah. to
0: give me some plot lines there about that. Uh-huh. And I and I promise not to put any farts <laughs> in it or a uh, dog's name Shirley. Right. Although there's nothing wrong with dogs named Shirley.
1: Shirley, no, my sister has a little um, Kathy has a uh, uh, plaster dog. Her name is Shirley. She sits outside of her RV whenever they go camping, and uh, Shirley uh, guards the RV while they're gone. And she does has done a good job. They have not been broken into, I believe. So, although I,
0: I this I, must be a very lifelike dog, uh, surely.
1: Yeah, you know, she's sort of plasticky, sort of Walmarty, but uh, she's very, you know, she's nice. You know, she's mm-hmm. come, goes with them wherever they go. She's very low maintenance. Well,
0: so. maybe in the dark, people don't realize it. That That's right. It's not a real right. dog.
1: There's a dog. Keep moving. Yeah, move along. Yep, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Bill, do you know why are why dogs are bad dancers?
1: I know they have two, two little dewclawed feet. Perhaps I have no idea. I have that's, no idea. I they have no two idea. left feet.
0: Two left feet. They have two left feet. Are, yes, that's why the that You about tr- got it. Is that true? Yes. So,
1: I'll be. You know. I and I know. I know. I know dogs, and I did not know this. Well,
0: they, well, they have four legs, and two of them have to be on the left. Two
1: map. There we go. <laughs> where's our where's our drum? Where's our bum bum? Ah. <laughs> Folks, I feel right into that. That won't be happening again. I'm going to be brushing up on my, on my skills here.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we're recording. It's the day before Halloween, so, or it's two days before Halloween. Two days it, before Halloween. It's Halloween, Halloween Eve, yeah. Eve. This is Halloween Eve <clears throat> Eve. Do you know what Dra- uh, Dracula's favorite dog is? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, tell us.
1: A bloodthirsty hound.
0: Well, a bloodhound. Oh, okay, there we go. Here's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All so right. Close. I knew it had I knew it had something to do with yeah. You're so close on both my jokes. There we go. All right. I've got I'm lots close. of jokes, but I'm gonna stop. We'll so stop here with I the go. jokes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Coming down to the museum, we'll get more of these folks. Come on down. <laughs> oh my.
0: This point makes me think also about that phrase "fart around." Do you, where do you think that came from? Why? Why did we? And why does s- that
1: mean loafing? You know, I'm good at farting yeah. around, and I don't. You know, there's not a but lot of farting really involved. But you're not really farting while that. you're farting around, I, I are hope you? Not. You know, usually not. <laughs> you know, but it happens sometimes. But usually not.
0: So, so why did we decide that that is that what it is? Loafing. It's just piddling. Piddling. Why did we decide around? that was farting?
1: Um, again, I think this is worthy of uh, research.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe some of our listeners can send us information. On I did this. look up the word, the origin of the word fart. Okay, and it uh, actually comes from a Sanskrit word that means he breaks wind. He who break that sounds mm-hmm. very
1: poetic. He who breaks the wind. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it was first used in the 13th century.
1: I'll be darned. Yeah. I'll be darned. I I, did, I bought a book a while back called Why Fish Fart, mm-hmm. and folks, I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I don't know why they do. I'm, I'm sure. Why did I'm, you buy it? Because of of the title, Why Fish Fart, and other other facts that are, I guess, of little to no use. Uh But um, I'm sure it has something to do with bubbles, is my thought, but I haven't. When I find (laughs) out why they do, I will be sure to, future podcasts, I will let people know why they do this. I had no idea they did this. Okay. So we'll get on it.
0: Well, maybe we'll have a fish poem eventually.
1: I love it. Love it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you know what the little Scottish dog's reaction was when he first saw the Loch Ness monster?
1: Um, little Scottish dog. You know, those are little black dogs, but they can't run very fast. Um, I know they're going to distract the monster. from Scotland. Scot. They are because they are, plaid, apuses.
0: <laughs> oh, actually, my hint wasn't any helpful. Oh, to you at all? Okay. He was terrified. Terrified. Yes. Oh my
1: gosh! Yes. I would. I would guess so. I would guess so. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, th- I thought maybe he had to, you know, put on some sort of distraction <laughs> since he's so small. You know, I'm. The Guthrie name is Scottish. It's it's, it's short um, Guthrum, Fracum Angus, and Guthrum. There's supposed to be a Guthrie castle. I hear it's very poor and not very well kept up. Which oh I mean, well, you need to go over there. I need to go over there one up, You know, but the, go find your ancestors. Yeah, apparently it's Scottish. Guthrie. Get you a
0: kilt. Do you have a kilt?
1: I have. A, I I would like a kilt because I hear they're very. Um, you know, the, that they're very free, flowing, <laughs> and, you know, you're able to wear them and, and, and breathe freely and so forth. But, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know what my...
0: Do you have knee socks?
1: I have knee... Oh, I don't have lots of knee socks. Okay. Oh, you bet. You'd have to have yeah.
0: knee socks if you got a kilt. I do have you? knee
1: socks. And yeah, sort of like plaid knee socks to match mm-hmm. the kilt, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I might even get a bagpipe here and there or something. But I would like to know what the Guthrie plaid color is. Who knows? We, you know. Are
0: you I, kind of Woody Guthrie?
1: I... I, I I claim Woody. You know, yeah. when, I, when I meet people, I say, uh, you know, my name is Guthrie. Like, uh, like my distant cousins, Woody and Arlo. Mm-hmm. I keep my straight face, and they're like, "Oh, your, your cousins?" And I'm like, I claim them. I yes. claim them. Yeah. So, with it'll be my life. We are related. Uh-huh. You know, but I do have a brother and sister who are fantastically musically talented, unlike well. myself. Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: well, he you know and, and he's he's a he's a poet of Oklahoma. He's a poet of Oklahoma, and, yeah. I, and I,
1: I I I pass by the uh, uh, Bill Guthrie Green downtown Tulsa named after me. I tell people that often, you know, and they say, "Really?" Say, yeah, you
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, they're going to believe it now because you have a podcast. Have
1: a, have a podcast, and yeah. yeah right, and they're going to they're going to take everything I say as, as as gospel. I didn't know that the Guthrie Green had that fantastic mural of of uh, Woody on the side of the well have you seen it where he has the tattoo that says this machine kills finishes. oh on
0: on the side of the woody guthrie center that's right woody across guthrie from center. the correct, yeah correct. yeah yeah yeah
1: and i keep wanting to get a photo of that and you have yet to do that but mm-hmm. uh, it's a great place it is a, and then there's the race car driver janet guthrie who i don't know what happened to her she <laughs> has disappeared but uh, yeah <laughs> she, she, she crashed and burned. <laughs> I'm getting the crashed and burned signal over here. I didn't know that. Okay.
0: <laughs> it is I don't think he really knows that either.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I hope not. We, we don't know that. But uh, I would love to know if I'm related to Woody. And I would love to go on Genealogy Roadshow and get that all of that, all those details. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I really would. And uh, for all I know, we are. You know, I, 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 I claim him until I'm proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: well you were mentioning what he had what he used to write on his guitar I, that's actually a tattoo on my arm too it's this machine kills fascists and he was of course talking about his guitar and talking about uh, songs and music in general um, it is something that um, breaks through all the the BS music songs and so it's poetry and that's, that's why I got that, that tattoo because poetry um, kills fascists. Kills and, fascists.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need a lot of more fascists killed. Yeah. Yes, correct. Correct. <laughs> I agree. Yeah.
0: I, but, but we're not uh, asking people to go out. Heavens and, and no, mar- no,
1: <laughs> no. Do not kill anyone that you think is a <laughs> fascist. Disclaimer. 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 For, sir, um, forgive me. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> no violence. No violence. But what I like about that is the fact that you know his music was powerful and it did have a message. Mm-hmm. You know, this land is your land. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, it's a deep meaning, and I, I do admire that very much. And there's another. I, w- I was I was wanting to uh, ask about you know uh, poetry in general, Sean. When I when you asked me to do this, and I thought you know this is what do I know about this? You know when I first met met you uh, when I first met Sean. Uh, it, at the coffee shop. You and your sisters were open in the coffee shop and I stocked the coffee shop in downtown Locust Grove before it ever opened. It was had, had paper in the windows and I told my room and I was going to become fast friends with the owners and I was going to, <laughs> you know, segue in, which I have. And it's led to this podcast. I thought, what do I know about poetry? Because, but I thought anyone that loves music, anyone that is an admirer of music, um, which most of us are, well, there is really no greater poetry than a wonderful song. There's no greater poetry than a well-written song, and when you put when you put good words to good uh, good lyrics to good good music, I mean it's it's magic. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm to me, magic is the Eagles and Led Zeppelin and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just affects so many people. So I feel like in that regard, I do know something about poetry. and the fact, that I love music mm-hmm. dearly. So does most of my family, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. We just very very you know, from bluegrass to hard rock to
0: techno new wave which is one of my favorites from the 80s
1: i'm the only one in the family that, don't, that will
0: claim that genre i i think we probably just by the the way we're talking about typewriters and the music and whatnot people can figure out how old we are without us saying at this point well i turned 29 last week i'll admit that but you know other than that you know, you know yeah. you t- yeah. Done some time traveling, some that's time all. Traveling. Time was traveling, it wasn't, yes, weren't adding any years on or anything. I just can't
1: believe it. I, look at pe- I look at people and I think, you know, we're the same age, it's amazing to me. You know, do I, I hope I look okay? You know, the older I get, the harder it is to move and bend and get up and down, climb that ladder and so forth. And Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> getting on the floor to even clean the floor is like, can someone help me back up, please?
0: Does is that where the farting comes in, maybe? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. You know, it it, and, it and happens.
1: You know, right. It does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we learn to accept these things.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, this poem is, speaks to us in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And have you noticed, and, uh, and I don't know why this is... I just is. brought you back to the, the poem. I brought maybe. you back. And that, <laughs> good. See, Sean
1: has to rein me in because, I, as I've said, my train will leave the track, and I need to be led back to the station. But well, the thing is... it is
0: only two lines, but it, there's... A, Go ahead.
1: But have you noticed that, and I don't know about this in every culture, my sister has told me this, she says, have you noticed that farting is funny? It's mm-hmm. always funny. Yes. Most, al- well, mo- uh, most always, <laughs> you know, uh, unless it's happening uh, when it's, shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. Our
0: tech guy Mark is shaking his head no.
1: Well, because, and they, can't, they, can, they can be olfactory, olfactorily. And he's
0: holding his nose. Nobody's uh, farting abusive. in here, though.
1: No. Not, not right know now. Because we're in a closed room and that we would certainly be aware, you know. Oh, Yeah. Yeah but i've thought to myself you know it seems like i have, my sister um, when she first met my roommate she had put a fart machine down her pants and she had a, <laughs> she, had a remo- she had a remote control for, for different tones and so forth and so n- what better way to break the ice than just walk up and bend over and press that button and introduce yourself you know and i remember his, I, his, I suppose his, that's one
0: way you could do it
1: yeah talk about breaking the ice how, how about breaking the seam of your pants or whatever breaking but, wind breaking wind breaking yes. wind you know, I've even got a version of uh, that famous song. Can we mention songs on this podcast? Well, of course. Uh, she's she's like the wind from uh, from Bird, <laughs> Dirty Dancing. I my version is she breaks the wind next to me. She, yeah.
0: You're going to make a lot of enemies with that. <laughs> but I with love that song. I, you know all those people that love that movie I've, out there.
1: I like the movie very much. Uh-huh. You know, and I like uh-huh. I think Patrick sung that song beautifully. I who knew who could he could sing. Yeah. But I just thought I don't know when I'm in my car I just sing that in my version.
0: You know. My, my fear about doing our, our first podcast about this this little fart poem is that I'm going to get a lot of fart poems in the museum now.
1: You know it. You well, know it. and
0: the main exhibit that we have in, in the museum right now uh, for 2021 is Oklahoma Wildflowers and Poetry and... Just not sure how you're going to work the the fart poem in there. That
1: is a little bit.
0: But it could be interesting. I, I mean, mean, I'm I'm sure this is uh, some people listening locally. They are seeing this as a challenge. It so is,
1: it is a challenge. It's going to come yeah. out.
0: Now this this poem, on the the post-it note. I'm actually not sure what year this is from. You know, because I I do have archives. I have archives of post-it notes and and blocks and scraps of uh, leaves and strange things that I've kept from the different exhibits over the years. I think this one is pretty old. I mean, the museum's been in three different locations, and I think this is in the very first one when we were in my my dad's um, old machine shed he, uh, where he used to work on uh, tractors and lawnmowers. Well, I think that's it's where the first museum was. My yeah.
1: hope is the person who wrote this. And, you know, they would have Shirley as a dog. Uh, would be able to realize that we're are making them semi-famous and yeah. would, would, would come and own the poem and tell us what was the origin and the story behind this. Correct. I would love that.
0: Yes. Love because that. it is not signed. It it's, is it, an unsigned it's, it's poem. An, it's anonymous.
1: It's anonymous. It's
0: right. an unsigned couplet. Unsigned. It's not a heroic couplet now. It's not heroic. Heroic is couplet co- is it cowardly? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know is it <laughs> 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 I'm just hey, I'm just a
1: lay person here. I'm asking the questions you would ask at home people. So That's a great you
0: know. That's a great question. Yep. It's it's only called heroic couplet because it um a heroic couplet is uh, iambic pentameter. So okay. it's like how um Shakespeare ended his sonnets. Okay. Um,
1: <clears throat> I'll have to revisit that. I'm I'm searching.
0: As, uh, let's see, sonnet 18 ends as long as men can breathe and eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. I see. So, I see. you know, it's the da 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 the right. iambic pentameter, right. and uh, with the perfect rhyme. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's a heroic couplet. Yeah. All other two lines rhyming, just couplets, and perhaps cowardly couplets. Cowardly I'm, I'm couplets. not sure. You know, that, that might
1: be a thing. What I like about this, see, we're learning. We are learning now, yeah. and this is going to be cool because you know, along with the laughter, which of course I bring, uh, we have <laughs> we have we have the education which Sean brings, which we need to make this you know uh, uh, you know really worthwhile, in my opinion.
0: Here we so are. This is what we we're doing. Here we are. This might be at this point in the uh, podcast be a place where we would have an ad. Um, we don't currently have any sponsors, but hey.
1: If anyone would like to sponsor us, uh-huh. you know, feel, uh, let us know. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. This yeah. is all um, – it's everything that the museum does, including the rummage store here in town that funds it. It's all nonprofit. Everything goes into um, keeping the museum going, and every event and contest and workshop we have is free. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I have found some treasures in that rummage store, let me tell you. And I'm, I am a treasure hunter. I am a trash digger. I am a junk finder. <laughs> Trash I have found digger. some, you know. So y'all come on out and dumpster
0: uh, divers. I've
1: dived in some dumps. <laughs> let me tell you and live to tell about it.
0: A dump or a dumpster?
1: Well, I, a, a dumpster. Let me. Okay, dumpster. Let me. Let me.
0: Well, I mean, you could clear. dive into a dump that's if they will let I, you in. it's probably trespassing. Oh,
1: but true. That is true.
0: I don't yes. think dumpsters are trespassing. In trash, I think, it's, no,
1: no, it's that's public property. Once you right. throw it away, it's able to be dug right. through and so on. You I put it back. Try to put it back and so forth. Uh, absolutely. Antiques Roadshow worthy, as a matter of fact, maybe from some of my finds. So we'll see. We shall see. Look for me. I keep trying to get on.
0: <laughs> I think we've probably about ran the course of this couplet.
1: This couplet? Okay. I don't know. What okay. do you think? I, I think the, the couplet is it, perhaps – I defer to you. Oh, Master Poet, <laughs> you know. Um,
0: Was there but, something else you wanted to add? What else? Or?
1: Since this is um, – Close to Halloween. This is, this is Halloween Eve Eve. Uh, I You know, before I knew that I, w- I was really not, uh, shouldn't be entering the poetry contest because I, I, I do. I I'm on the Are board, You're a board member? a uh, board member. And who who knew that? <laughs> uh, I just wanted the money, basically. And I, you know, I find that I wasn't going to be making any money, so I, I ha- quit entering the contest. But um, there was a poem that I was inspired to write to enter the dark and scary contest, and I wanted to read that. Yes. And I... I'm going to use my best uh, 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 Sleepy Hollow voice So here we go The autumn moon is rising With the chill in the wind Beware Pumpkins and goblins And scarecrows They look to see you there Behind the branches Spying Are eyes and ears And teeth And owly trees And branchless leaves Brown black Black crow, they're flying. So, Sean, I'm I'm afraid that I have scared everyone away from our podcast. Now, and I do apologize. I do have that ability, but I thought that was appropriate to end it with. Uh, it was.
0: That was a very creepy a little Halloweeny poem. type of a. It was a very creepy poem. Thank I you. like that. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so. Where 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 you're going to find us? Well, you're going to find us on WackyPoemLife.com. That's where we'll be uploading episodes. We're going to figure it out. We'll also eventually you'll be able to find our podcast on Spotify and Apple and all of those other great places. But for right now, if you want to learn more about us, go to WackyPoemLife.com. Uh, we'll also be posting on the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry's Facebook page. So you can you can see us there.
1: Yeah, and feel free, please, please uh, uh, tell your friends. And we'd love to hear from everyone. And I, I'm excited about this venture. And thank you, Sean, for including me on this ride.
0: Thank you for being here. You're welcome.